Today is another very special episode. Much like episode number six, Donnie Does Puerto Rico, today's entire episode is based in one location. This is a storyline inspired by one of the most legendary moments in wrestling history. And in the Kingsverse, an event that has been slowly building since episode one. Today's episode, number 12, is Black Saturday. Previously on Kings of the Ring... Despite being unable to secure a cable TV deal, Julian Kane unleashed his television attack, buying up syndicated coverage all over the country. Nigel Davies met with Julian Kane in a secret meeting in Miami to discuss a future alliance. After the mass of no-shows from Killian Kavanaugh, Michael Angel, Leroy Brown, and others, the outlaw Jesse James let the SCW locker room know that there is a war going on, and then found out that his best friend and number one draw, Donnie Gold, was also leaving for the Empire. At George Gilmore's retirement party in St. Louis, Burt Ironside reopened old wounds between Bob Walker and Nigel Davies. On SCW All-Star Wrestling, Tex Harper debuted and promised to reveal the truth about the outlaw Jesse James on the next week's show. And on a Friday night, Nigel picked up Julian Kane from the airport in Atlanta. Today's episode would be rated MA for profanity, graphic descriptions of violence, and sexual dialogue. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kings of the Ring. Hello everybody and welcome to All-Star Wrestling here from Atlanta, Georgia. This is Chase Sterling filling in for Jay Delvo, who's filling under the weather. And on behalf of WVBS, it's a pleasure to introduce you to the best wrestling in the world. And here's the guy to tell you all about it, Mr. Julian Kane. It is indeed a pleasure to be associated with WVBS. And after 12 years of SCW, you will finally get to see the best wrestlers in the world. It's action and entertainment like you've never seen before. From Milwaukee, the Tarzan Kid versus Mauler Number 2. The Bronx Bombers in a match from Lowell, Massachusetts. And many more of the superior wrestlers from around the globe. And as a special treat, from the Nassau Coliseum in Long Island, the undisputed world heavyweight champion of wrestling, Thor Hansen versus the 380-pound tall Paul Mulligan. Because you are now going to see the best, stand up and welcome to All-Star Wrestling, the Empire Wrestling Federation. Kings of the Ring, Episode 12, Black Saturday. Earlier that day. It's a dark summer morning as the storm clouds roll in from the north. The fans line up outside the WVBS studios in Midtown Atlanta, waiting to get in for another TV taping of All-Star Wrestling to play that night all across the country on the cable superstation WVBS, owned by media maverick Jack Valiant. The hundred or so huddled together with umbrellas, soaking wet, waiting to get in waving and cheering as their favorite wrestlers drive in all morning to the back parking lot. 
But something different is happening today. Unlike Jesse James and his big pickup truck and the usual Buicks, Caprices, and Thunderbirds the other wrestlers drove in with today, a gigantic black stretch limousine pulls in aggressively, forcing the fans to jump out of the way from this colossal beast. Nothing like a rat in the rain, eh, Nigel? Julian Kane asks as he motions to a teenage girl in line. Her curly brown hair matted down from the rain, clutching a homemade sign with the words, David Givens, number one, barely legible through the long, wet streaks of marker and glitter smeared from the downpour outside. Julian turns to his 12-year-old son, Cameron, who views it all wide-eyed in his first trip to the South. Take a good look at these toothless rednecks, son. They don't know it yet, but one at a time, these marks are going to learn the difference between minor league and major league and pay for your Connecticut boarding school all at the same time. Julian, if you could wait a few moments before entering the meeting room. Nigel strides quickly down the hall as Julian looks around the lobby of the WVBS studios, inhaling the musty smell of its old brown carpets, studying a cheap-looking painting of a flowered pot on the slightly stained walls above an old leather couch. Judging by the rips and wear on it, it's probably as old as the building itself. He surveys the room with disgust until making eye contact with the secretary and gives her a slight nod. The kind older woman looks back at him like a deer in headlights as she begins to realize who this man is. In the conference room, SCW booker Jesse James is sitting at the table with two of the three owners of SCW, Les Henderson and Bob Walker. A big confrontation with me and Tex to close the show. A near out of breath, Nigel Davies enters the room. Nigel Davies, is I live and breathe. I barely recognize you it's been so long. Yes, uh, Jesse, if I could ask you to wait outside. We need to have an emergency board meeting. Nigel holds the door open for Jesse. I need to hit the commode anyway. Room's yours. Glad you grace us with your presence, Nigel. Were you having tea with the Queen or something? <laughs> no, Robert. I was securing our future. That mean you're finally going to let us run Ohio and Indiana? I've been telling you guys, we're drawing numbers outside SCW lines because we're on VBS. There are towns we can run without stepping on any toes. Because while we sit on our asses, that fucking New York asshole... The door swings open, and in walks Julian Kane. Alongside Julian is his son Cameron, and four police officers and a lawyer. Allow me to introduce Julian Kane from New York. I know who this cocksucker is. What I don't know is why the fuck am I staring at his beady little eyes? Julian Kane has made a generous offer to purchase Southeast Championship Wrestling, and we are here today because- Tell Julian, we're not for sale so he can go fuck himself. Jesus, Bob, that's Julian's kid right there. Oh? Hey, kid, you can go fuck yourself, too. Robert! Whoa, whoa, hey, hey, hey! Henderson gets up as Julian laughs at the spectacle Bob Walker is making of himself. Son, why don't you wait outside? He escorts him out to the lobby. Liza, can you find up some coloring books or something? Someone tell me what the fuck is going on. The lawyer sits down, opens his briefcase, and starts writing out notes. Let the record show that all board members, Leslie Henderson, Nigel Davies, and Robert Walker, are all present. The lawyer hands out papers to everyone, 
You're gonna sell to this cocksucker? <laughs> Over our dead bodies, right, Endo? As equal shareholders, we will now vote on accepting this proposed offer of $1 million for all assets of one Southeast Championship Wrestling. I always knew you were a pussy, Nigel. Selling out to this piece of garbage, Julian Kane. Let the record reflect that I, Nigel Davies, accept said proposal. Ah, Leslie Henderson, accept said proposal. Bob stands up and slams his chair to the floor. Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing, Les? Stop it, right now. Julian, watching a man unravel before his eyes, tilts his head with the slightest of curious wonder. In the lobby, young Cameron is on the sofa, shaken up after being cursed at by Bob Walker, as the secretary, Liza, tries to comfort him with a bottle of Mellow Yellow. Jesse comes out of the bathroom and spots Cameron, shaking like a leaf on the couch. You okay, little partner? Cameron looks up, and his eyes dart open wide. Say, aren't you the outlaw Jesse James? Jesse turns it up a little, as he does whenever he meets a young fan. Well, I sure am, little buckaroo. I want you on TV, but my dad doesn't like it when I do. I don't like that Tex Harper. I think you should beat him up. Jesse sits on the couch beside him. <laughs> and what's your name, partner? Cameron. Well, Cameron, you look bored. They got me crayons and stuff. I'm too old for that. Let me guess. You'd probably have more fun with one of them Pac-Man gizmo pinball machines, right? You have Pac-Man here? Jesse chuckles and looks up at Liza behind her desk, who looks worried through watering eyes. Jesse is confused. Um, uh, no we don't, son. But you know something, Cameron? I have a son at home about your age. He's always telling me we need to get more of them arcade video games put in here. Maybe my dad'll put one in when he buys the place. Say what now? Jessie looks up at Liza again and notices the tear streaking down her face as she motions with her eyes at the closed office double doors. What are you doing, Les? Stop it right now. Bob, the business is changing, and I want to be on the winning team. You fucking pussy, Henderson. I always knew Nigel was a sniveling snake in the grass, but I thought you had a spine. But it's not too late. Bob Walker reaches into his back pocket and pulls out a large buck knife. Oi! Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Julian laughs and steps behind the police officers as they pull out their guns and point them at Bob Walker. Put the knife down! While the lawyer jumps to the ground as if a bomb went off, Bob, whose eyes are darting back and forth now frenetically, takes the knife and slices it across his palm, causing blood to pour out all over the floor. Hendo, take the knife. Make a blood pact with me right now. Don't do this, and we'll take down Julian like we always should have. Damn it, Bob, just forget it. It's done. And you think I'd ever mix blood with a Polak like you? Can someone just shoot this guy already? I'm hungry for lunch. No, no, no. Bobby, just put the knife down. Seriously, we don't need his vote or signature. With you two, majority is already approved. The deal is done. No, the deal is not done. Bob slams the knife into the table, stabbing it halfway through the tabletop. Yes, Robert, it is. Nigel finishes signing the paper and begins pacing around the room. I built this company, not you. I secured the WVBS deal, not you. The first ever wrestling company on the newest medium in America, cable television. Do you know what you did, Robert? You calculated, you deceived, and you plotted against me, and you failed. 
You tried to take away my company. You tried to have me cast out from the World Wrestling Alliance, from the industry that I built. Oh yes, in recent years it may have seemed like I made peace with you, but I was only biding my time, waiting for the right moment to strike, the right moment to ensure that you would not only be gone from my company, but cast out from the wrestling business forever. No! Bob Walker charges after Nigel and is immediately tackled by the four police officers who wrestle him to the ground. Jesse pulls his gaze away from poor Eliza and slowly turns towards the boy. Little partner, uh, what's your full name? Kane. Cameron Kane. Jesse's heart drops and he takes a big gulp, but maintains his focus on the innocent boy beside him. Cameron, I want to... Jesse puts his arm on Cameron's back. I want to express my deepest sympathies to you on the passing of your granddaddy this year. Cameron looks down as he's reminded of the grandfather he was so close to. You know my son I told you about? You know what his name is? Jesse tries to drown out the quiet weeping from Liza and the loud voice of shouting from behind those double doors. His name is Jonathan. Johnny, as I call him. But he was named after your grandpappy. Did you know that? Cameron shakes his head. <laughs> of course not. How would you? But I loved your granddaddy. He was very much like a father to me. You know, uh, I used to be a real scoundrel in the ring. I broke all the rules. The fans hated me. Back when I ran with, with old Tex Harper years ago. Just like he said on TV last week. But I went up to New York and worked for Jonathan Kane. And he turned... Jesse tries to think of a kayfabe way to say, turn me babyface. Showed me a, a different way. A, a better way. I got better in the ring. And the fans started to cheer for me. A loud noise comes from the conference room. And Liza jumps out of her seat in fear. And Cameron's head looks there too. Jesse tries to calm him down. Cameron, just look at me. And only me. You're perfectly safe right here. Do you understand? Jesse can sense the storm about to burst through any second. I want you to do something, boy. Every night, you go to sleep. I want you to take a moment and remember your grandfather. And remember and know in your heart that Jonathan Kane no. was an honorable, honorable man. The police burst through the door, trying to contain Bob Walker, who's flailing like a wild grizzly bear. I never forgot, Robert. I never forgot a bloody thing you did. Enjoy the rest of your days in the warm embrace of hell. Take him away! The police drag Bob Walker all the way through the lobby, while Jesse pulls in the trembling Cameron to protect him. Fuck you, Nigel. Fuck you, Anderson. Fuck you, Julian. Fuck you all to hell! Jesse still frozen in shock, looks back into the meeting room and sees Henderson, Nigel, and a lawyer standing on the sides of the table watching the police take Bob Walker away. And then he sees the man standing at the end of the table, staring right back at him. Julian Kane. Jesse James stands and squints, burning a hole through Julian's head with his eyes. They stand across from each other, as if they were the only two people there, like a standoff in the Old West. 
Cameron. Get away from him. Jesse forgets that young Cameron is clenching him from the side, still frozen in fear. Come here, now. Jesse looks down and pats Cameron. Go on, son, go on. Cameron walks quickly into the meeting room and stands behind his father. The outlaw, Jesse James. So we meet again. Jesse looks at Nigel and Les. What's happening here? It's not what's happening. It's what already happened. And what happened is, I get to be your boss after all. Don't worry, Jesse. Bob may be out, but you'll be right along for the ride. What about the boys? Are you going to take care of them? Oh, yeah. I'm going to take care of them. As a matter of fact, take me to the locker room right now. Let's get started. The SCW wrestlers are warming up or getting dressed like they do every week, just waiting for Jesse James to post the sheet to find out who they're working and when they go on. Jesse James stands behind Henderson, Nigel, young Cameron, and Julian Kane. His hands in front of him, head hanging low. Your attention, everyone. We have a very exciting announcement. Leslie, Robert, and myself have sold our shares of Southeast Championship Wrestling to Julian Kane. The future of SCW has not yet been decided. And just who in the holy fuck are you? Julian looks around the locker room. Across the room, standing in his tube socks, about to put on his wrestling boots, is the big bad cowboy and SCW newcomer, Tex Harper. I said, who in the holy fuck are you? Julian locks his eyes with Tex and smirks. I am the new owner of this shithole. I am the wrestling business. He walks slowly towards him, ignoring everyone else. I am the future. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the master and lord of all you survey. He stops and pushes his face right into Tex Harper's, who sneers back at Julian. But you can call me God. This is Julian Kane, everyone. Nigel clumsily weaves his way through the room full of wrestlers to get to Julian. Son of Jonathan Kane, owner of the Empire Wrestling Federation who's still locked into a face-to-face stare-down with the six-foot-four, 300-pound Tex Harper. And uh, as of today, our new boss. He makes it to Julian, takes his arm, and turns him around. Uh, Julian, you should meet all of the talent here. Nigel gently pulls him away from Tex, who looks like a snorting bull. David Gibbons walks up in his red satin jacket, ready to wrestle. Okay, what all this mean? Who is this? David Givens, a a very good hand, quite popular with the young people. Are you from Georgia? Yes, sir. You look like you're from Georgia. I can't understand a goddamn word you're saying. You're fired. Next. David storms off. Uh, The black guys, who are they? The Jive Town Express. Very experienced, passing through from Alabama. Fired. Who's this? He looks like a math teacher in drag. Um, that's beautiful Barry Lovelace. Flamboyant, reliable heater with a fan. Fired. Who else you have? Barry is crushed. His eyes begin to water. Jesse is in the corner with Les, scratching his head in frustration, while young Cameron absorbs it all. Hmm. And what do we have here? Julian spots Miss Kitty. She's in her full gear, a short, tight leather skirt and red high heels. He paces around her, ogling her from head to toe like a piece of meat. Oh my. Look at you, those tits, that ass. Hmm, what I would do to you. We need to bring you up to New York. 
Mmm. She looks back at him, defiantly chewing her gum. Um, that is Miss Kitty, Barry Lovelace's wife. Fuck you, asshole, if you think I'd ever work for you. Come on, Billy, let's go. She walks out, and Billy grabs her things and follows her out. Shame. Nigel, you don't need to introduce anyone else. I can't even tell the job guys from your regulars. You're all fired. Get out of my locker. What? Please, Julian, if you give them a chance to see them wrestle, I'm Nigel, I've seen All-Star Wrestling before. It's a joke. One big southern redneck joke. This wrestling bullshit is the exact opposite of what I'm trying to do with Empire. Your crew is useless, old, or both, and completely carried all this time by Donnie Gold and Jesse James. I put these hicks on TV, we'll be laughed out of every TV station boardroom across the continent. Les Henderson, let me see the format sheet for today's show. Les hands him the sheet and Julian rips it up. Tonight, we run the Empire tapes that we brought. Send the local yokels standing in the rain back home. They can come back next week, but uh, we still need the transition for these hillbillies at home. Where's your host, that old man, Delvo? Jay Delvo is nearby, half ready for camera with his tie draped loosely around his neck, shirt half unbuttoned, watching everything. So you're the legendary Jay Delvo, huh? You're gonna start the opening as always, but read this. Nigel hands Jay a new sheet. Jay quickly reads a paragraph. I'm not gonna read this. Why not? Because I have a relationship with the audience. I built trust over the past decade. What's the problem? These are lies. You're going to read this. It's your job. Then fire me. I'm not gonna stand here while you let this prick shit on everything we built since 1972. Julian Kane, I've heard about you, but now, seeing how you are, how you treat people, your father would be ashamed of you. Then fuck off. Go back to being the local weatherman, loser. Jay Delvo storms off and turns around to give Julian the middle finger. Wonderful. Now we don't have a host. I'll do it. They turn around and there's a short man standing in his gray suit, ready to go. Who are you? Who's he? This is Chase Sterling, uh, our ring announcer. Really? I like your voice. No southern twang. It's a real voice. None of this redneck shit. Say, Chase, my current ring announcer is like a hundred years old and needs to go. You ever dream about announcing at Madison Square Garden? To be frank with you, Mr. Kane, as long as your money's good, I'll eat a plate of dog shit for you. Now that's someone who wants to make it in the wrestling business. Let's get this going. You have a makeup lady or something? Julian Kane stands behind the same podium Jay Delvo has since 1972. As the crew sets their shot and Julian is prepped for camera, Jesse James looks on, still dazed and overwhelmed by the day. He can't even think straight at this point, as he sees Julian chastising Peg, who's done makeup here from the beginning. He feels foggy, like it's all a dream. One bad dream. Julian wants you to be a big part of the Empire. You'll be booking Empire with Louis the Great. Also have a top spot along with Thor Hansen, Michael Angel. You'll be able to work with Donnie Gold again. Who's not going to finish my days dying in Atlanta? We'll help promote Empire all over the South. This is the wave of the future. We can't fight Julian. Empire's going to take over the country. Don't you understand? Nothing can stop the Empire. Jesse's catatonic trance is broken by the sound of the SCW logo crashing to the ground as a carpenter pries it off. 
exposing the light-stained outline burned into the wall. Jesse, not even acknowledging Les or Nigel, steps away from them and walks towards Cameron Kane. He bends down to one knee to his level and puts his hands on Cameron's shoulders. Remember this day, young man. Remember it well. And never forget what I said about your granddaddy and that his blood flows through your veins. Jesse James stands at the foot of a bed in the Jersey City Medical Center. His eyes are red with sorrow. His lip quivers as he sees a man he hasn't seen in years, dying before his very eyes. He clutches his baseball cap in his hands as he moves closer and looks down at Jonathan Kane. <laughs> I'm not long for this earth, Jesse. <laughs> now don't go saying that, boss. It's true, and I'm okay with it. I've led a full life, but it's what I leave behind that I worry about. I'll be sure to check in on the missus. Jonathan pats Jesse's hand. I know Jesse, but it's not what I was talking about. It's Julian. Well, uh, I'll check on him too. No, you need to stop him. <coughs> what did you just say? Julian wants to change wrestling so that it's not wrestling anymore. He wants to spread this vision across the country, across territory lines. It's gonna hurt my friends, my partners. Well, business has been better for all of us these days. Uh, they'll hold off any kind of border challenge. My boy, I've seen the coffees. I know how much everyone in the Alliance makes. Charlie, Bert, Crenshaw. I never showed it, but Empire State makes far more money than the others. Julian will have more resources than them. They'll underestimate him, and he'll put them out of business. Julian? He seems a little intense, but, but I don't think he can. Well, well, anyway, if you're worried, we'll sell Empire State to someone else. I can't. It's his birthright. But it doesn't mean he can't be shown the error of his ways. I've set other things into motion, behind the scenes, to preserve our sport and teach Julian humility and responsibility. But if that fails, it's up to you, Jesse. <coughs> and you need to do it the right way. I trust you won't employ the same tactics that people like my dear friend Charlie Gotch will no doubt make. <coughs> You remember I wanted you to be my booker. I was gonna bump the Greek for you, to keep you up here. <laughs> I know, Johnny, but New York City ain't my scene. <laughs> You'd always say, where would I park my horse? <laughs> Jesse squeezes his hand tighter. Jesse, my son is, is ruthless. He has a, a sinister streak. I don't know where it comes from. But you must stop him. Jesse, keep the spot. Keep the spot. Big Sally Saloon in Atlanta is where the boys go straight after every WVBS TV taping. 
But on this Saturday afternoon, only a handful of the SCW regulars are here as they figure out their next moves at the bottom of a beer glass. And in walks the outlaw, Jesse James. They turn and see him. Miss Kitty marches straight to Jesse, poking her finger in his chest. You know, you got a lot of nerve showing up here. Yeah, you got your fucking spot in New York. While that asshole comes down here talking to us like pieces of nothing. Whoa, no, no, no. Just everybody calm down. Gather around, gather around. Now, first things fucking first. You should all know me. I wouldn't plot and scheme like that. I didn't know shit about Julian buying us up until today. Just like all of you. Now, I don't know how long they've been in cahoots with Julian, but Nigel and Hendo both got jobs as well. Jesse looks at Miss Kitty with sad eyes. They, uh, I don't know if you talked to him yet, but I'm sorry, Kitty. They only needed two out of the three votes to approve the sale. They fired your daddy. Miss Kitty shakes her head angrily and looks off. And they offered me a top spot on the roster and to be their booker. Julian called me the... The final piece of the puzzle, Barry Lovelace asks. Hmm, is you a Julian stooge? He sent you here with a case full of money to get Miss Kitty to go to New York with you? What? No. Hey, I'm here the same as you. I walked out. The others absorb what Jesse gave up. I once made a promise to someone I hold dear to my heart to not let something like this happen. But I underestimated Julian. And I overestimated Nigel and Hendo. And for that, I'm sorry. Truly. So all I can do now is make good on that and make good on you. Miss Kitty, Barry Lovelace, Tex Harper, the Jive Towns, and the others nod. The Empire is here. In the South. They got Diamond Diny Gold. They got Thor Hansen, who's becoming the biggest ticket seller in the business. They got TV and all kind of new places. And now... They got cable on WVBS, which puts them everywhere. It's a juggernaut. There ain't a company in the business today that can compete with them. That's a shoot now. You have to understand that. What the fuck do we do then? We fight. You just said there ain't a company that can compete with them. Not now, but we can build one. You look around at all the territories, and it might be hurting and reeling. But the WWA can kick out. I know this. I believe this. And we can rebuild the WWA. Build it into something that can stop the Empire. David Givens asks, How? What do we do? Years ago, I worked for a lady named Maggie Hawkins. She was an honorable woman while she was still breathing the same air as the living. Just as honorable as George Gilmore and Jonathan Kane. I don't know much about her son, Daniel, and I haven't worked there since Mega passed, God rest his soul. But we'll soon find out. What are you saying? Boys, load up your shit, because we're going to Charlotte. When this show was first conceived, much like the storyline of Charlie Gotch ordering Prince Abdullah to break Thor Hansen's leg, Black Saturday was one of the historic tentpole events that I immediately pictured presenting for this show. The word is spreading. The daily download numbers show that, but we really need to take this up even higher. If you like this show, I'm going to ask a very special favor of you and give you all a little assignment. I'd like you to find one person 
just one person and get them to listen to this show. They can be an active wrestling fan or a former wrestling fan. They can be young or old. But find someone in your life, a friend, a coworker, a family member, and tell them a little about this show. Send them to the website, kingsotr.com. Send them to the Twitter account or the Facebook account. Take their phone, look up Kings of the Ring on their podcast app, and subscribe them and show it to them. Post a review on, on iTunes or post something on your Twitter, on Facebook, in Reddit, or any other kind of wrestling fan forum. Just spread the word. Shows like this depend on word of mouth more than anything, face-to-face or on the internet. But we need to build the audience as big as possible so that season two can happen. And I can't thank you enough for doing this and for those who already have spread the word. Thank you for listening to Kings of the Ring.